0: K one hundred, desert Black Black radio, 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 the voice of the desert, and twilight reverie. Jupiter, bright and bulging in the eastern sky. The zigzag fractures in every institution. Walking past the man-made landmarks on this sandy trail on this summer's night. discarded crutches, seen from a tarot card, a discount club recliner rotting in the dry heat, the fabric worn and falling at its sides. Big radio tower blinking atop Lena Peak. The dog on sudden high alert as the sound of coyotes singing reaches us from a mile away. But go back to Los Angeles, stickers on all local locals' cars. The strip mall spaces all for lease. The hardware store aisles where workmen's masks droop down beneath their scraggly-ass goatees. 93 at 9 p.m., and still you think, well, we got it a lot better than the people down in Palm Springs. A dead rattlesnake on the dirt road, tire tracks across his belly. A single jet plane overhead where there was once a steady wagon train through the sky. Jetliners lose their romance when you know where they're going. When you know from the altitude and the direction and the distant whine of the engines, whether it's headed for Ontario and the Inland Empire or looping around Gorgonio to Palm Springs International. We're in descent for LAX. Night has fallen on the desert. settle yourself down and get a drink if you're dry. They don't let us out much anymore. In fact, they don't let us out at all. I
1: was talking to a friend of mine I ran into, by the way, in the uh, in the grocery store.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, a friend of mine, a guy I work with, he's a big conspiracy buff, talking about aliens, talking about all that stuff. But more importantly, he's like, oh, you know, boy, there's this really great show that I love called uh, Desert Oracle Radio. I said, you have been listening to the episodes. Do you ever listen to any of the ones where there's this guy who's always trying to, like, build things in the desert and all that? And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's me.
0: We've got Brendan Mays on the line. Brendan, good to have you back on the program, and I want to get right to it. Brendan, of all the things you have been involved with, this one is the first to get you accused of running a pornography studio. I'm speaking, of course, about the new nature preserve, private nature preserve that you have opened north of Landers, and you're marketing the preserve to the fetish practitioner. This being the ones who sexualize the natural features of the desert environment.
1: Well, Ken, we don't like to think of it. I, 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 I don't really understand. People say people say pornography. And they see uh, objectification of women. They see uh, maybe demeaning sexual acts. They see uh, people uh, selling their dignity uh, for, for some money. Maybe they have drug problems or something. This has nothing to do with that. This has to do with quite simply a celebration of nature that's what it is it's a celebration of nature and i i really i I wish people would not use this term pornographic to do what we are doing which is uh which is a a naturalist calling you know uh, it's it's a place where where people can feel free to express their very deep-seated and very passionate feelings for nature and to uh and to be in nature as uh, one of God's creatures experiencing the wonders and the beauty of, uh, of Joshua Tree in a very natural, primal way. And I don't think of it pornographic in any way at all.
0: The complaint from the local conservation groups is that Many mature Joshua trees were damaged as they were holding some type of sex harnesses.
1: Oh, sex harnesses! Like, again, we, we we don't call them sex harnesses. Firstly, I mean that sounds like like a, one of those sex swings or something that, or you know that that uh, yeah, one of those uh, Brazilian type of hammocks that you can stick, you know, and that people play with it from below. It, it It's not like that at all. That's not what it is. It's not a sex sling or a sex swing or anything like that. We call it a pleasure papoose. And basically what we do is we we swaddle the individual tightly. So they're kind of constrained. And you know, some, some people very much enjoy this feeling. They tightly uh, bound their hands and feet and wrap them tightly with a muslin. And then other people come up and appreciate the revealed human form, uh, through the swaddling, you know, a touching, caressing, uh, some people might say cosseting uh the, the human form, dangling from the tree. And it is uh, has nothing uh no damage has been done to any tree, no damage has been done to any person. We did have a In the first couple of them, we had a couple of incidents where we didn't understand the load bearing properties of the yucca of the Joshua tree. You understand it's not like a normal tree with hardwood, and you know, it's not like a normal tree that has uh, sapwood and hardwood and can support uh, great amounts of weight. And that's something we did not anticipate. So, yes,
0: you uh, did not anticipate that. Joshua trees are lightly rooted yucca plants that... No, no we did not and that is a mistake that
1: we made that we did not repeat. We learned from our mistakes and that's something we did not repeat. We only damaged a couple three or four trees and uh, we quickly learned about the load-bearing properties of the the yucca tree, which is basically, they really can't support uh, any weight at all except their own weight. We've moved on to other activities and we've, uh, we've left the Joshua trees alone for the time being until we can figure out a way that they might be able to support weight. We did have an arborist come out from Santa Clarita who works mostly with native oaks, and he had managed to stabilize a few of the Joshua trees with uh, die wires and turnbuckles. But it was kind of unsightly. You know, you run a bunch of wires up through the tree and you're boring through it. You know, you're running screw eyes through it, and it just looks horrible. It doesn't look right. It doesn't look natural. So we did, you know, five or six, ten of those, and just said, you know, the heck with it. We're just gonna, we're going to forget about using the Joshua
0: tree. One of the concerns, as the newspaper article expressed, was that this was less a nature preserve than a timeshare property.
1: Well, Ken, every business has to have a structure. Every business has to be formed along... Uh, pre-existing uh, uh, business structures or instruments that uh, are legal, basically, and you can set them up and incorporate the timeshare, and time the timeshare in yeah. time financial instrument, basically, was the existing legal framework, and, and you know, the timeshare is the existing uh, the standard legal framework that we could work within.
0: Reports have emerged in recent weeks that some customers say they had been pressured Into purchasing timeshare agreements with your company based on implied threats about photography that had been uh, taken without their permission on the Nature Preserve.
1: I am not aware of any, look, okay, everybody knows the deal with timeshares. They take you to Hawaii, they set you up, all expenses paid, no obligation, nice, you're in Kauai, you're there, there's those black crabs scattering about, there's dolphins out there, it's beautiful, and then comes the hard sell. Everybody knows that. The husband goes, the wife is not sure, she doesn't, she's a scared of the hard sell, the, the the husband, he can put up with it. He is, works in business. He's a sales guy. He knows all their tactics. They're going to get a nice vacation out of this thing. Turns out, 40 to 50% of those guys, we work on them and we get them to buy into the timeshare. Because secretly, they want it. We're not making people do anything they don't want to do. They want the time share. They want the experience. They want a piece of the desert and we give it to them. Yeah. Now, yes, there's some negotiation in there. We negotiate with these people. I don't get heard anything about us using the, the photography or hidden cameras or anything like that to get people to do what we want. But this was going to be a volunteer thing, no one's going to get paid any money. And as for a church, uh, some sort of uh, a church event, I, I don't know why anybody would be attracted to that on it has anything to do with any church, it's the Church of Satan. Now of course, I'm, I'm just saying Church of Satan is a you know as a joke or something. We are not affiliated with the Church of Satan. Uh, we have nothing to do with Anton Lavar or any of his followers. We have nothing to do with those people. Just saying that uh, nothing of the sort uh, uh, happens. No one was tricked. I did well because I lived there, and that's when when the war broke out. Uh, it was the Second Gulf War, yeah, or whatever the hell it was. <laughs> it wasn't the Second Gulf War, actually. That was a reaction to to nine eleven. But it was. It was the
0: second. Know. It was the second Iraq War. Yeah, with some Afghanistan war, really. put in there.
1: Yeah, with some Afghanistan thrown in, basically uh my uh the people that were working in the building where i was working uh, the next company over were two afghan uh, two afghans two brothers who had a mortgage company and uh they were completely just completely overwhelmed and abashed and shocked and freaked out and everything well the centerpiece to the dia de los muertos uh Dia de los Muertos stage was a a, a giant ziggurat, a pyramid, like a a Mayan thing or Aztec thing. I'm I'm not really sure the the difference there, but you know that's the one of the things that got people kind of really upset. We wouldn't use that. It's actually chocolate liqueur. The attendees uh, gather at the bottom of the trough and slop, you know, drink from the trough. I shouldn't say slop, but drink from the trough and get drunk and have a good time like, you, like you're supposed to. And, you know, we crushed them up with a mortar and pestle and everybody took some and they were assigned their spirit animals. Datura, natura ceremony, a uh, gymson weed ceremony, one of the guys, we were running out of animals because everybody wants to be a bighorn sheep, you know, everybody wants to be uh, a hawk or a something you know the, the the great animals and so we were handing out insect names because we'd run out all the good animals and so we we named this one guy the brown recluse and he he ran with it you know all eight legs he ran with it and started going around biting people and saying now you're dead now you're dead
0: We'll do a little quick thing here on the Well, we're in the Alamo Diner. A bunch of suspicious characters came in. Uh, We've got, uh, can you say your name and rank? If you are driving through Mojave Trails, National Monument and Mojave National Preserve just a short drive from here past Wonder Valley and follow the road to the left do watch out for a phenomenon that seems to bother a lot of late-night drivers it's the Amboy Road Spook Lights what happens is that you'll be driving that two-lane road by yourself and all of a sudden you'll see what looks like some tough guy in a Dodge Charger or something going about 100 miles an hour coming right up behind you and you were trying to go a safe and sane 60 or 70 or Once the lights are right up on you, you'll find that the car doesn't pass you, and you're blinded until you stop, and when you stop, the lights retreat at the same speed that they come up upon you, and you never see an actual car. The last time I mentioned this to some people was out at Amboy Crater last week and three people came up afterwards and had the exact or very similar experiences. So, it might be a long-running prank by either humans or possibly E.T. but no one has pinned down who's responsible yet has anyone been to Amboy Crater? it's a beautiful volcanic crater you can walk down in it don't go too late in the day people tend to die walking back it gets very hot five people died in the last two years on a easy day hike to Amboy Crater now in 1962 when Amboy was still a booming tourist town because Route 66 was how you got to Los Angeles. And the garages and the diner all ran round the clock. Three shifts at the diner at Roy's alone. Local kids from the high school had noticed some local scare stories in the news about seismic action around supposedly extinct volcanoes in the California desert. And as there was a big crater right there overlooking the town of Amboy, a group of local high schoolers took it upon themselves to fill a pickup truck with old tires from the Roy's Garage. In the days of more lax enforcement of public lands laws, they rolled all the tires down into the bottom of Amboy Crater, poured a can of gasoline on them, and suddenly the town was horrified to see black smoke rising from the long extinct volcano people were packing their bags and then the sheriff's deputy decided to drive over there and caught the kids on the way out he did according to legend send them back to put out the fire in the 1980s at the height of the satanic panic Anytime anybody from a church found anything that could possibly be interpreted as satanic, it caused an immediate community outrage. So at the bottom of Amboy Crater, on several occasions, the mere appearance of what appeared to be a pentagram dragged into the dirt or maybe just somebody's walking stick dragging in the dirt behind them, caused the special satanic investigators from the SoCal Satanic Cult Task Force to come in and investigate. The plan had been... tonight from a high desert landmark. I don't know if the ways we communicate over distance today will be with us tomorrow. I'm putting together The New Newspaper is becoming a newspaper now. Of the desert southwest. As it always has been. But at the same time, the print shops, the printing plants, the Offset and Web Presses, they're telling me the mail service is being squeezed to the point that nobody can guarantee that the mail will get out anymore. Now, Benjamin Franklin was our first postmaster in this country. He was a publisher of periodicals. And yeah, despite the crimes of his time, despite the fact that he himself kept several human beings enslaved until he saw the light... Ben Franklin later served as president of the First Abolitionist Society, but Benjamin Franklin's not the Postmaster. The method we employ to share this radio show around the world, that too is at the mercy of huge corporations and oppressive governments. Flimsy networks of social media. See that picture of the Roadrunner standing in that bulldozed, scraped desert your tax dollars paid to destroy? That murder scene. The Roadrunner is looking up at this absolute monstrosity. Three stories high, rows of razor wire against concrete and metal. And you know Roadrunners. This Roadrunner's looking up and you can almost hear its thoughts. This is its home where it finds the lizards it eats for lunch, just as it will in time become the dinner for the ravens, for the ants, maybe even a lucky old coyote one of these days. But now the Roadrunner's desert home is dead sand. Like when some baffled suburbanite moves out here and hires the local dude with the little bulldozer to scrape the entire quarter acre clean. Clean of any living thing. Dead sand and a wall made of pure hate and human corruption. That's what this Roadrunner's looking at. This is Desert Oracle Radio and I'm your host Ken Lane Broadcasting to you tonight from our dark little radio studio on the edge of the Great Mojave Wilderness Instead of the planned live broadcast, oh well We just can't count on anything in these times sometimes we are all just bashed around the great cosmic pinball machine but sometimes we get to work the lever when we next meet in person on the flesh maybe it'll be on the streets Maybe it'll be within the Desert National Wildlife Refuge. That the Pentagon is very close to taking away with the approval of militaristic Democrats in Congress. Maybe it'll be on the border. at a drive-in movie theater or out behind the liquor store where we can drink each other's health and work it all out. But we'll be together on the airwaves or through the newspaper or on the road or on the run. Thanks to Gary and Cindy and Cody and everybody from KCDZ 107.7 FM, our community radio station, for letting me take over the airwaves on Friday nights. Thanks to Sarah Snyder for making sure the machinery is working. To Red, Blue, Black, Silver for the soundscapes. Thanks to all of you for tuning in from wherever you are, however you listen. On the air from Amboy to Isaac's. Streaming from Z1077FM.com. You can support the show on Patreon.com forward slash Desert Oracle. Good night from the voice of the desert.